Americans sent an estimated 2.2 trillion text messages in 2020. And text messaging is a particularly popular mode of communication for communities that are at a higher risk of suicide and mental health crises. Reaching suicide prevention and mental health crisis intervention services should be easy, intuitive, and available to all. The FCC clears the way for text to 988. More open meeting actions and dingers coming up. REC, FCC Today, BG Bradley. This is FCC Today, the podcast for Thursday, November 18, 2021. At the FCC open meeting, the commission adopted a second report and order in WC Docket 18-336, expanding the recently established 988 National Suicide Prevention Lifeline to accept text messages. Under the report and order, text messaging providers will have until July 16, 2022 to put into place the ability for a text message that is sent to the short code 988 to be directed to the lifeline. According to the Wireline Competition Bureau, T-Mobile, Verizon, and AT&T are already set up to meet this deadline. Also at the open meeting, the commission adopted a further notice of proposed rulemaking in WT Docket 19-38, which proposes an enhanced competition incentive program in order to promote competition and improve access to spectrum to small carriers and tribal nations and expand rural wireless coverage. Catherine Nevitt from the Mobility Division of the Wireless Telecommunications Bureau explains the benefits. First, a five-year extension of the license terms for all parties to a qualifying transaction. Second, a one-year extension of interim and final construction deadlines for all parties to a qualifying transaction in a partition or disaggregation and to the lessor in a qualifying lease. Third, substitution of coverage of the ESIP qualifying geography in lieu of current construction requirements for rule-focused transactions involving partition or disaggregation. The FCC also adopted an order and declaratory ruling on a petition by Kinesis to access the U.S. market using a constellation of low-Earth orbiting satellites to provide connectivity to Internet of Things devices and enhancements to maritime services, as Jamie Ann Fuller from the International Bureau's Satellite Division explains. The Kinesis system will also enhance maritime domain awareness through monitoring of maritime communications. Additionally, the Kinase satellite system will build upon and be compatible with the Argos data collection system, a worldwide network of data collection satellites managed by NASA, NOAA, and Francis Space Agency, Kines. The Argos system is used for a number of applications, such as monitoring the oceans, tracking the movements of wildlife, relaying information by humanitarian agencies from remote areas, monitoring water resources, and tracking the locations of ships. Uh-oh, we got dingers! 
The audio division has handed down dingers related to late auction 109 long form filings. A notice of parent liability for forfeiture has been issued to Mega Moo Radio Company for $1,500 in association with their auction win in Clayton, Oklahoma. And an NAL was it for $3,000 was issued to Nanette Valdez Schwartz for her auction 109 win in Medicine Bow, Wyoming. In both cases, the long-form construction permit applications were filed after the September 13, 2021 deadline. In the case of Megamoo Radio, the long-form application was submitted one day after the deadline and a waiver was requested citing that the applicant was physically in a location that lost power and internet services on the filing deadline. The Nanette Valdez-Schwartz application was not filed until September 27, two weeks after the deadline. In both cases, the FCC determined that it would still be in the public interest to accept the construction permit applications for filing as to prevent these allotments from having to be re-auctioned again. The video division handed down a $6,000 dinger to Eastern Florida State College licensee of WEFS, Coca, Florida, for public file violations. During an inspection, it was discovered that the station uploaded four quarterly issues reports more than one year late, four lists between one month and one year late, and three lists between one day and one month late. The applicant reported that some of their issues lists were accidentally uploaded to their station's website instead of the commission's online public inspection file system. The video division also handed down a $3,000 dinger to Dominion Broadcasting, licensee of WLMB Toledo, Ohio, also for issues list violations. In their case, they uploaded three lists more than one year late and two lists between one month and one year late. FCC Today. FCC Today, the podcast, can be heard at our website, recnet.com, as well as fcc.today. We're also available on Podbean, Amazon Audible, the iHeart app, and wherever podcasts are available. Our comment line is 202-963-0852, and you can email us at fcctoday at recnet.com. This has been a production of REC Networks. I'm Michelle Bradley, SBE Certified Broadcast Technologist. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. REC.